0: When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I the past. I the future. Welcome to Draft Vice. We are here. We are back. It is the day. Not the day. It is the eve of the day. It is is—it's uh, Christmas Eve. It's Easter Eve. It is, it's is—it's actually Draft draft Day Eve, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're releasing this. It it should be still a Draft Day Eve. You're going to wait, hang on to your presents, and then day one of the draft will come, and you'll see that we had no
1: clue what we were talking about. going to happen.
0: Yes. We're going to be hosting uh, our live. By the way, if you're paying attention to this, if you're watching this, we're going to have a live stream draft coverage from DraftVice. We're going to have a whole bunch of stand-up comedians on the panel. So they're going to go ahead and uh, give their takes on their uh, favorite witty uh, humor and also their favorite teams and least favorite teams go ahead and get some input on their picks. These guys all know football, too. They're not just funny. They know football. You could take, uh, you could take my, uh, you could take me for granted on that. You could, if you listen to this, you watch this, you will like that way more. So sh- tune in, tune in uh, day one and day two doing live streams, and uh, and we will both be hosting it. If you haven't realized it yet, this is my buddy Steve Familia. It he's been on the podcast before. He's co-hosted before. He'll be co-hosting tomorrow with me. And today, everybody, today we're going ahead and discussing uh, all the trade scenarios that could happen in tomorrow's draft. But we're also doing our own mock drafts. I know, I haven't done a mock draft on here yet. It's a, such a shocking thing. But uh like oh he he's gotta be dorky enough to have done a mock draft already. It's like no we didn't, sorry, we, we I I just felt too dorky doing it, but we will do one today and then probably won't do one ever again until next year comes along. It's kinda like gift giving. You only do it during Christmas and uh on St. Patrick's Day. Alright. <laughs> It's definitely the Your other face. holiday when you get
1: gifts. Okay.
0: Uh so anyway, we're talking about trades, right? There's a couple of uh there's you know, It's a lot of talk about all oh, different players can get traded, a lot of uh uh a lot of trade ups, trade downs, some rumors uh and also some uh some big potential picks for this uh for this draft. And uh one of the major rumors is that Trent Williams will get dealt on this draft, right? Trent Williams, famous left tackle for the Washington uh, Snyders, uh, if, you, if you like the. And, and so you got Trent Williams, he's, uh, he's potentially holding out. Now, if you listen to the last uh, episode I did, I talked about why uh, the, the CBA actually kind of nixed holdouts for a lot of players. But what's going to end up happening is you're going to get hold ins. It's going to end up reacting negatively. You're going to get screwed anyway. The teams are going to get screwed worse from the hold ins because if they show up, they're going to start throwing temper tantrums and taking poops on the, the coach's desk. It just will not go well. So tuna, look at that episode too. I go in a little bit more detail into the new CBA, uh, but so Trent Williams wants to get traded. He's he, he's like I want to get traded. Yannick and Ngakwe wants to get traded. We talked about him a little bit the other day. Um, those are two players who probably will get traded during the three days of the draft. I don't think they're going to get traded day one.
1: Well, I think like you were saying before, Trent Williams, he's either going to go before the first round or after the first round. Exactly. Um, I someone heard, fucks up and didn't get their guy and and I think I think I heard today that Redskins took away the them seeking a trade Williams and his agent yeah so, now, so
0: the, that way they, so the agents can uh, are they give permission to seek the trade sometimes the agents can kind of mosey on it and be like yo hey uh, yo Dorsey I know you're not a GM anymore but uh, hey uh, you want to trade for my guy I'm working at these contract details and so apparently the contract details are out there if a trade gets done they kind of know the highs and the lows of what Trent Williams wants in his trade. So but now the and agent also where he wants to go. Yeah, and, and the agent now no longer is seeking the trade because also the, the team needs to be able to set the parameters for the trade and the draft, know what they have as collateral and know you know how they want the deal to be done. So at this point it's the team making the deal, but I think they kinda they're still in coordination. Right? Yeah. It's still it's still potentially that they, they will trade him. But it's no longer the agent calling people up. It is now going to be the team making these deals as they're getting ready. And actually, all the deals, a lot of the deals are getting made right now. So what we're talking about is uh, trades during the draft are also getting made right now. Of course. They have these, like, preset, like, hey, if uh, if this guy is here, we might call you and trade up. This is why you're hearing a lot of rumors today, Right. Uh, you're hearing a lot of rumors about teams wanting to trade up for certain players, and what they're probably doing is they're saying, hey, if this guy is here, we kind of want to trade up, get the parameters of the trade out, and maybe they're kind of hiding it behind another player. This is why you're hearing today one of the big rumors is that Miami's going to trade up a three for an offensive tackle.
1: And in the same breath, I heard that Miami's going to trade back or just take a tackle at, at five. five.
0: This is a lot. Dude, the smoke screens this year have been crazy. And you don't get a lot of good information because a lot there's not a lot of pro day there's no pro days anymore because of COVID uh, there's not uh, there's not a lot of like networking and uh, meandering amongst scouts so what's happening is that you're not at these pro days and the scouts aren't going like Steve you know you work for the Giants I work for the Jets and uh, I think I got an, uh, you know who are you guys looking to get what do you feel about that Makai Becton dude Steve and Steve being being a, a good Jets scout as he would be, we'd sit there and see, like, we, 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 if he wants them to go high, we'll be like, we love Makai Becton. He's amazing. And not only that, he's great at Canasta. <laughs> so you have Makai Beckton. It's so all of a sudden everybody's going, like, you know, the Jets love Makai Beckton. And, and apparently he really likes Canasta and cooks a lot. And I think the cooking thing is why other teams are down on him. But, you know, we shouldn't be down on the guy who likes to eat a lot, he's playing tackle. But anyway, a big well, I mean, honestly, the big worry I about Makai Becton is actually the food is maybe the weight control.
1: Well, I heard, but that he's also he's a, he's an, a great baker. I heard he likes making those uh, special brownies. Mm. That's what I heard. Yeah. You would know be funny <laughs> is if
0: uh, if like something breaks the night of the draft, and that's why like the the Miami Dolphins get Makai Becton as he falls, and they draft him with the 18th pick or the 26th pick even. Just like, oh, Mackay Becton had a drug test question. That's actually one of the big news that happened uh, this week. Is we're starting to hear some of the information about drug tests that have been flagged. The major two that I've heard of were Mackay Becton and Zach Bond. Um, but part of it was, at least Zach Bond, we know it was a diluted sample. We don't know what happened with Mackay Becton's test. It was just that it was flagged. Uh, what my problem with the, that is, is that. This might be because a lot of guys were drinking a lot of water to kind of bulk up for the weight gain portion of the draft. So, like, hey, we're going to weigh you. And if you do really well at, you know, 300 pounds, it looks better on your spark score than if you did really well at 385 pounds.
1: And in the same breath, the water looks like they're...
0: Diluting the sample.
1: Diluting or that... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're
0: trying to like make it look like, oh, wow, he peed a lot. Like, they're trying to clear out the system. It's like, oh, he peed a lot today.
1: Can't think of the word, but there's a word for that. Hiding? No, just like when you when you uh, rejuvenate your system, cleanse, cleanse, cleanse. Exactly. It's an, well, maybe they did a juice cleanse. Yeah, the cleanse. There's a bunch of stuff at GNC you can get and all that stuff that washes the.
0: So yeah, dolphins have been hit it with you know hinted with trading up. I I actually agree with what you were thinking. I think they trade down or they they stay put at all their picks. There's a reason why they accumulated all these picks. They want to use them, right? They didn't just go ahead to accumulate them to just spend them. And if they are trading up the three. I think it's got to be a quarterback. There's no way that that's for a tackle. I get the reasoning. It's there might be one tackle that they like in the top five or ten. Make sure you get your guy, kind of deal. I get the idea. I just don't believe it.
1: It's just hard to understand it in general because the team has a lot of holes. They can trade up to three and take a Cuda. They can take a you know the the they can take whoever they want because no matter who they're taking at that spot, it's going to improve the team. And they have other picks to fall back on. For the other positional needs, if they wanted to, they could trade half their picks away and still have a full draft.
0: They could, but also you you know you think about the picks they'd have to trade at five to get the three. They're either trading like a, a high second rounder or a third rounder, and that's a, a high second rounder or one of their first round picks. Like that was the big, that was really the rumors. They're going to trade one of their first round picks to go get you know Tua initially to go up to to two or three. Like you're going to have to trade one of your first rounders. That's a lot. Like, that's a real good player. First-round pick's a really good player. Even a second-round pick. Second-round picks hit really well. They're Because they're usually, especially top 50 picks, hit better sometimes than uh, the guys who were going in the first round. Yeah. So... Well. Because usually they're guys who are rated about the same you're as the guys have, at the gonna, end of the first. You're going to have
1: your first-round bust no matter what.
0: Yeah, and there's there's actually some t- statistics as far as hit rates go when you know you get out of the top 10 to 15 versus when you get out of the top 50 versus when you get out of the top 100. There's it, it starts reducing, and that's why when you get to like that's why fifth, sixth, and seventh-round picks do not matter,
1: mm-hmm.
0: apparently. But you know, and the the hit rate for those guys staying on the roster is usually about like eight percent. So. I don't know. I don't know if I really believe in Miami trading up. There's a couple of other teams that have been rumored to trade up though, right? Yeah. There's uh
1: Niners, I heard.
0: I've heard Niners down. I I have heard a lot about Niners going down.
1: Yeah, I I mean, they have two they have two first round picks. Um I think that they do have a whole defensive tackle to fill from the from the Buckner They do, train. yeah. And if, if, you know, they see a team that's going for the defensive tackle and they have the opportunity to jump ahead, I mean – Like a Javon I, Kinlaw. Exactly. I, it, and believe and,
0: me, I, I liked them for Javon Kinlaw earlier this season.
1: And their pick is 31. So I Well, mean, they have 13 too. They have 13 and 31, but if they have to get into – I mean, they can take Kinlaw at 13. Yes. It depends on whether or not they also want to fill their receiver void.
0: And that's going to be where all the receivers go. It's in that nice little cluster exactly. from like nine to sixteen is when those top three guys are going to go. Everybody's favorite receivers of those three are going to be gone, and it's going to be there's that's why there's a lot of talk about trades up into the top ten, into the top like into the top twelve because hey, these are you know the Raiders are going to want to take a guy, the the Eagles probably want one of them the Niners again, and then also uh, the Broncos have been rumored as well. So you have, like, a cluster of four or five teams that really like some of these players, and they're going to want to get to that spot.
1: Also, speaking of the 49ers, one of the, I think, the bigger voids they have is they don't have a second or a third-round pick. Um, And with having a lower-end pick with 31, now I get they have 13 already, but with they have 31 and – picks modeling that thirty first or end of the round pick in their fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. Yeah. Fourth rounds also. But they, they're, they're well they don't even have, like, they they don't don't have, have a fourth, fourth round either. So they're they're missing second they're missing day two.
0: Well that's why I'm saying well all of day they two might and trade the back. beginning of day three is because especially that thirty one pick, a lot of teams will trade a fourth rounder to to get back up if they're trying to get a guy. So for instance if you're a team that missed out on the tackle run at the top. Maybe you want ta- the part of the tackle run towards the end, like say you're the Jacksonville. Uh, the Chargers, if they take a tackle in the top, might trade back up to get Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh,
1: I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't have it this way, but I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco does take a tackle with the 13th pick and then may trade back or take a wide receiver at 31 because they simply, let's say they take the wide receiver at 13. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they simply don't have the draft capital to move up from 31 to take a tackle that they need. Tackle is a little light as far as first-round prospects are concerned. It was about four. Defensive tackle. Yeah,
0: defensive tackle, there's <laughs> not that many. You're there's, absolutely right.
1: So – and, and they're filling a huge void with Buckner. They really don't have anybody else.
0: They do have a lot of guys who, who've played well on the roster, so they have some depth there uh, that played well. That's why they felt okay about getting rid of Buckner, because they have Armstead, they have d Ford, they have Bosa, and then they have about three or four guys who've actually played really well in in, in rotational roles. So I feel like they, they might not be pushed to take D-tackle, in, like in, especially in that top 13 role, especially if one of the top two guys is not there. But at 31, I could totally get it. I think that it's going to be. I think it's going to be corner at 31. Even if they trade back, that that second pick, uh, th- I think they're going to probably trade out of the first round. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I, I may or may not have them doing that already in my mock draft. We're doing mock drafts. I told you guys, it's going to be fun. Yes, and uh, and you're going to hear our our speculation as what's going to happen.
1: But I think that uh, the brain starts working when you start doing mock drafts.
0: Gives you ideas of maybe how some of these teams are going to go mm-hmm. and how people rate some of these players. So uh, I don't know. I, I kind of see it as the, uh, the, guy, the teams that I thought were possibly trading up are the ones that have been rumored, right? Denver Broncos, Atlanta has been mm-hmm. rumored because they want a corner, and, uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles, right? Those are the, the teams that have kind of been rumored yeah. to, to most likely trade. And uh, for trade downs, you know, the Lions clearly uh, have been rumored for the trade downs. Even the New York Giants, who've never traded down with uh, Gettleman as a GM. They got the Browns because they're back with doing the uh, – the, uh, they're back with De Podesta. They have uh, Sashi Brown's old VP in the building being the GM now, Andrew Barry. So there's, I, I think there's a very good possibility that they trade down, especially of how highly he spoke of Sashi Brown. Uh, Carolina, because they're in rebuild mode. If they're not taking a, ta- a quarterback at the top, I could totally see them take uh, taking the shot to trade back, accumulate picks, and go for next year's quarterback, as they, especially because they're trying to see what they have with Teddy Bridgewater on his deal, on his actually very good team-friendly deal. And then Arizona. Arizona's in that perfect spot that if they don't like guys, or even if they do like guys, they could trade back a few picks. Like you were talking about before, You know, if San Francisco was trading up for 13, I don't think they are because they don't really have the, the, the picks to spend from 13 to go up into the top 10, but potentially the Denver Broncos. Uh, Atlanta's been highly rumored to trade up. I think people are worrying about, like, what's their thought process here as far as, hey, listen, this, these two guys, the GM and the, and the coach – might be on their last legs, right? Like they're they were on the hot seat already going into the, you know coming out of this year. Maybe they look at this as the one last hurrah. They trade two second round picks, get up into number eight, and go ahead and draft C.J. Henderson to get him before he goes to the, the Jaguars. And by the way, I with the Jaguars, dude, I feel like they can go anywhere. Jaguars have, Jaguars and Chargers historically have been two of the hardest teams to peg draft wise, and,
1: and that's why you'll see in the mock draft. You're exactly right. Mojo knows what I did, but, uh, you know, exactly correct. They have they have holes as well. They have less holes than the Dolphins, but they have, I feel like, bigger holes at bigger positions. Yeah. And and a lot of question marks. They dealt foals. Yes, they and, dealt
0: foals. They dealt uh, A.J. Boye. They dealt Jalen Ramsey during the season. There's a lot to, to go into this. So let's, how about we get into it uh, right before we get into this? I just want to say one of the things I wanted to talk about was uh, I think a lot of picks this year are going to be for future picks. A lot of these trades are going to be for next year's picks, because that was kind of the rumor going in is you know a lot of teams are not going to want to picks they haven't gotten to vet these guys, they haven't gotten to talk to them, do the medicals. I think it's going to be a lot of future picks. So now let's go ahead and do our mock drafts. Let's go, let's go ahead and announce our picks from the the what we what we got from our mock drafts because. I think a lot of the stuff we're talking about is going to come up in the mock draft anyway, right? We're going to talk about who's going number one overall, (gasps) who's going to do it, nobody knows. I feel like this is the most surefire number one overall pick since I started watching the draft.
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember back in the draft where they used to sign the first-round pick. Now the NFL won't let you do that Yeah, because they want some suspense for people that only watch the draft or are not accumulated to the football year, but I mean, I remember Houston signing Mario Williams the night before the draft. I was waiting to get into the draft that night. But yeah, I mean, you might as well he might as well I'm I guarantee you has a flight. He's ready to go. He knows. He knows he's going we we've heard the interviews. It's not even
0: like, like even the head coach is like, Yeah, you know <laughs> uh yeah, we're not trading out of that number one pick. You, you know, and if somebody's offering us a haul, it's just telling us that we should stick with the number one overall pick. Uh whether or not you like Zach Taylor, I will tell you this I like the guy who's going number one. I like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's going number one overall. Joe
1: Exotic, Tiger King, LSU Tigers oh, yeah. to the Cincinnati Bengals. I mean, the only other thing I could see is, like, if the Bengals were playing us the whole time and they just liked another quarterback, like, if they liked Herbert better than Burrow. It's hard to imagine, but they're going quarterback. They're They've going, used all their time Burrow. to talk
0: to this guy. They're going yep. Burrow.
1: So let's go two. Two is also pretty easy
0: at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I think basically Ron Rivera's all but confirmed it. And uh, number two is Chase Young. Everywhere you go, it's going to be Chase Young. You don't have to get into it. It's going to be Chase Young. Best pass rusher in this class. He's going to be a, a game-changing defensive lineman. We're just going to go right. You have Chase Young, right? Yeah, you have Chase Young.
1: Chase
0: Young. Yeah, Chase Young's easy. Number three is where it starts to get a little murky, right? This is where the trades come up. This is now all of a sudden we're hearing rumors about Derrick Brown. I don't buy that one. Um, But everybody's rumoring it, man. It is a big part of the rumor mill this year that they're going to go Derrick Brown at number three. I don't buy. Number three, by the way, is the Detroit Lions. In mm-hmm. case you weren't you weren't in the know, so Detroit Lions number three, big rumor mill for trading down. I'm sticking with what I've stuck with the whole off season, Jeffrey Okuda. They trade away Darius Slay. Darius Slay said he'd even like to play with the guy. Like you had the, basically the guy walking out is is endorsing the guy who you might be having come in to to play opposite of him before you traded him. Guy's basically replacing his job. He picked him. So I don't. You have Jeffrey
1: Akuda as well. I have Jeff Akuta and it's simply for the reason that is like we've had him there at number three from our many mock drafts, not televised before. Um, but the other thing is just to get at the end of the day. I don't know if they're going to complicate themselves when they have such a sure pick with trades moving back, getting something that they don't want. They have too much to lose at this pick.
0: And I don't think anybody wants to pay. Not I much really to don't game. think. I don't not think. Much to game exactly. I don't think Miami really wants to trade up to three. And if they are going to trip to three, they want it to not be very pricey. Oh, we will give you one second rounder to go up to three. Is that really? An, and honestly, I think not for nothing. If the, if the Lions traded to five to trade with Miami and they were really going for, you know, well, they weren't going for a quarterback. Maybe they were going for, uh, you know, an offensive tackle, which the rumors were. No matter what, I think it behooves them to trade back because who are you really losing out on? Are you really losing out on Akuda? I like the idea of trading down. I just don't think they have any buyers for trading down.
1: I mean, the only thing I could see is if some team wanted a quarterback and is moving a long ways to get that quarterback.
0: Like maybe the Carolina Panthers.
1: Or perhaps even farther like the New England Patriots.
0: I don't see that happening. That's going to cost a haul. It's going to cost a
1: haul, but that's what I'm saying is with that trade – that cost the Patriots a haul makes it worth it for the Lions to move back and be unsure about what they're going to get in the draft. You're trading with Miami. Granted, yeah, they're going to give you a second-round pick, and you're 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 still going to have the fifth pick in the draft. And you're most likely getting you're not, your guy. You're not gaining as much. F- exactly. Like, you know, it's hard to make that decision. But,
0: uh, like I said, second-round pick, very valuable. Especially yeah. top 50 second-round pick is almost as valuable as – the, the end of the first round pick. This is why a lot of teams at the end of the first round trade back for an extra fourth rounder. Cause it gives them some kind of, it gives you more shots at the apple and you're really not losing anything from trading back. So with that being said, we both say Jeffrey Akuda, number four is where we start to differentiate. This has got to be the hardest pick. I think this is really where it gets hard.
1: Well, of course, but is it hard because of the giants who they have in charge? Yes. <laughs> you,
0: Dave Gettleman.
1: That, and it's hard to predict him. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I was all sold on them making the giant move and going with someone that we didn't see going. I, I said they are going wide receiver. They still have somewhat of a void at wide receiver that they could definitely put in a guy like OBJ. Not the best in the NFL, but your top wide receiver guy. I had them taking Jerry Judy at four overall. I think
0: it's too deep of a class. But
1: I just see the Giants doing that, and it's not like they have another – pick in the second round, in the first round
0: no but they do have a second round pick and they it's a, a very deep pick. receiver class
1: correct um that being said i do have them taking who i think is the best player overall in the draft and that's isaiah simmons outside linebacker out of clemson
0: i like that i had isaiah simmons there for the longest time now everybody's saying they're going tackle right and if it's one thing dave gettleman can't do it's keep his mouth shut but uh, that's the thing a lot of the rumor mills that we he- heard up to this point in the previous years, I was saying before about, like, you usually hear this shit at Pro Days, right?
1: Mm-hmm. There was no pilot, Pro there's,
0: Days. There's been no Pro Days. There's been, like, two Pro Days the entire time because they all got canceled after Corona.
1: YouTube Pro Days. Yeah, that's
0: been <laughs> so much better. So they're not really sitting there chatting with other scouts and other GMs. I, I So now all of a sudden it's been rumored rumor tackle, Right. I like Isaiah Simmons for this. They could still, like, uh, there was rumors previous up to this point where Dave Gettleman was like, it's a deep draft to tackle, and people were thinking maybe they trade back into the first round like he did last year and take, like, one of the the later tackles, maybe like Isaiah Wilson, right? That was a big rumor. Mm -hmm. Isaiah Wilson fits kind of what he likes. I don't know if he fits what Joe Judge likes. Big question here, who has more control, Joe Judge or Dave Gettleman? right?
1: It's true, and it's a hard question to answer.
0: Now, don't get me wrong. I think Joe Judge would love Isaiah Simmons. I think he's, the, he's one of the few guys that would probably get some, some real effort, uh, be able to really utilize somebody like Isaiah Simmons. Like He comes from New England. He's bringing in guys who have a, a Patriots tree background. They would probably get a lot of utilization out of Isaiah Simmons. I don't have them taking Isaiah Simmons. I have them going Jedrick Wills. And it's I think it's gonna be one of the tackles. I think it's either Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas. Yeah, That's it. Andrew- I don't think it's one of I don't think it's Tristan Wirfs, even though he's super athletic. Um, or Makai Becton. I think it's very possible to take up Mikhaye Becton, but there's I'm- your other
1: giant move is is taking Makai Becton at tackle just when I feel like the overall consensus is that he's overrated. I can see the Giants taking Having the first pick at a position and taking the guy who's overrated. Yes, and honestly,
0: <laughs> so I've I, you know I don't do my whole thing on uh, Las Vegas numbers, but the numbers for Makai Becton going in the top ten are very low. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's the over under has him going. I I don't have it in front of me, but it was outside of the top ten, maybe outside of the top twelve. That kind of tells you that he's gonna fall, and that maybe people are overrating it. Now, then again. Uh, we said it before, nobody knows anything. We don't know anything this year. I still am going with Jedrick Wills. I think he's the best tackle in this class. I think it's probably him or Andrew Thomas. But let's move beyond that, right? We, we've we talked plenty about the Giants. I just finished talking about the Giants literally a day ago. So let's go to five. This is what everybody, this is what everybody tuned in for, number five. Five in your hearts, number one in your hearts. Um, So Miami, right? King of the draft before
1: the draft starts.
0: Draft sweethearts. And uh, I got to tell you, I, I it's very questionable whether they go to it, right? Um, it just seems like this is lying season. You're hearing everything right now. And then unless there's a leak, you're really not going to hear anything. And, and by the way, scouts aren't even getting to see the big board sometimes. So now it really is going to be a big surprise tomorrow when we get to the draft. Um, the reason why I, so I go with Justin Herbert here, Right. And all the way up to this week, it was rumored they were going Justin Herbert. I I think it's still going to be Justin Herbert. I think that there's going to be a lot of teams. I I go back and forth between Tua and Herbert. I just feel like teams picking in the top five are going to be really risk-averse to to his injury. Um, And you can build an offense around Herbert. I think Herbert has the same potential height as a Josh Allen. He still has the same potential strengths as Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky. Now, granted, I've not been a fan of either of those guys in the NFL. That doesn't mean that the NFL doesn't like them. So, Justin Herbert's got a big arm. He's got some footwork issues. He has not played in pro-style offense. It doesn't matter. You've got Fitzpatrick there to, to, you know, usher him in. You've got Chan Gailey running his Chan Gailey offense, which actually I think fits what Herbert does really well does this spread offense power run game, I think that could be very beneficial to what Herbert does. Anyway, let's go. Who, what do you have going at five, So Steve? I have a
1: quarterback, and I have him going to the state of Florida, but not to the Miami Dolphins. I see Miami, let alone trading out of the pick, but I see Jacksonville really trading into this pick. Um, Jacksonville has two first-round picks. They have nine and 20 overall. Um, they do have um, their quarterback. Not really their quarterback, but uh, madness, mustache madness. What's his name? Gardner Minshew. Minshew madness. Minshew mania. But uh, it, it's it's a it's kind of a question mark. It's like that mm-hmm. um, European question mark. And um, what I think they do is they give Tua that year with Minshew being there to kind of relax his injury that he had. Even if he is okay to go, they'll be able to see that. I think that they have their eyes on Tua. I see them going up, taking Tua with the fifth overall pick. Um, I like this. Because and,
0: and, Jacksonville's is unpredictable.
1: It's an unpredictable thing, but it's kind of the thing where, like, they had their eyes on the whole time. I I like Tua because he has the, the, the blessings, if you will, to be that good, good quarterback in the NFL.
0: He's accurate. He knows how to throw a touch and poise. He's got great pocket presence. The only risk with Tua... It's two things. Off the field, it's the injury mm-hmm. and maybe progressions, but he's still good at playing the game off script. So I'm not entirely sold. He can't make it through a system where there's multiple progressions. It's just one of those things you worry about with him. I've often comped it to with uh, Deshaun Watson, where it's just he will eventually adapt. I, I just think it's, and it's one of those things that when you get him set in the scheme, that's why if he does go to Miami I think it's a great move because you could sit him for a bit, get used to the scheme, make your multi rethrows, you're in a you're going to be learning from Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're still going to have Josh Rose in there so you're not totally pushed and you've made a cup you've made multiple high high risk high reward picks. I I kind of like the idea of him going to Jacksonville. I think again, Jacksonville always hard to peg. Uh that's not who I have uh, at 5 clearly, but uh, dude, so let's go to 6, right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Six, this is where I have Tua come off the board. Los Angeles, like I said, two teams, always hard to peg every draft. Tua, going to L.A. is my pick here. And uh, because the L.A. Chargers are always hard to gauge, but they always seem to take the best player available on the draft board. Mm -hmm. Two guys, I pegged for them, and I went back and forth on it. Andrew Thomas from uh, Georgia, left tackle, Uh, and uh, Tua Tagovailoa. I think they go Tua. I think they go, you know what? We got Tyrod Taylor, right? He's healthy for right now. If we feel comfortable with Tyrod, we can we can make a run for a long time. Also, Tua gets to become healthy and we can build up around him. We don't have to worry about starting him next year, right? You could even make a, a run at Cam Newton if you could find him on a cheap deal or Jameis Winston or somebody else. You can build that team and not have to worry about starting Tua. And you found your replacement for Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers. I do believe that the Chargers are taking a quarterback in this draft. Um I know the the sound of the hype was that they are high on Tyrod Taylor. I do believe that. So were the Browns? Yeah, so <laughs> were the Browns at one point. And then took Baker Mayfield. And it's one. not just what the the coach likes. It's what the GM sees for the future. Telesco, great job security. He's been there for a long time. I like his drafts. He's going to, you know, he's going to feel weird either way because again you're taking a guy with an uh, injury risk, but constantly seen them, whether it's, you know, a few years ago where they took Derwin James when he fell to 17, or when they were drafting Joey Bosa, they took the best guys in the draft bar none, and the guys who were best available. They they just seem to go by best player available, but fortunately, best player available is here. At positional needs. at posi- Well, positional need. No, not even positional need. That's kind of the weird thing. They've skipped over tackle who have been much lower. So, the reason why I think they're going tackle here, though, is I think either... I think there's three guys who fit the mold for best player at this spot. I uh, I don't have Isaiah Simmons who's left yet, um, but I do have Dirk Brown. Or maybe well, this isn't my board. This is the, the. But again, I I had Andrew Thomas and I went with Tua because I just think it's the perfect time and he is Tua is probably one of the two best players in this draft when you look at positional value and what he can do.
1: Absolutely, I have them doing the same exact thing, but just with Tua off the board. I have Herbert from Oregon. Quack quack. Uh, not moving very far and going to L.A.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of teams who like Herbert. So I would not be shocked if they took Herbert. And, I th- th- you know, again, rumor mill right now is they're not fans of him, but rumor mill right now is just crazy. So um, number six, right? Well, now we're at number seven. Seven. Seven, got the Carolina Panthers, right? Who'd you take for the Carolina Panthers?
1: Derek Brown, defensive tackle. Carolina. Coming out of Auburn. Don't.
0: Yep. I went with defensive tackle as well. I went with Javon Kinlaw. Okay. I think they rank him higher. He has a little bit more pass rush ability. Uh, shows a lot uh, lo- shows a little bit more of what he can do going further down the line. He has a higher upside ability. I think D-tack- when you have a rebuilding team, it seems to be very common for them to take D tackles in the first round. Um, we saw it last year with Christian Wilkins. We've seen it before. I think it's because you think like he's not going to be – the guy year one, right? He's not gonna be perfect year one, but you're gonna get development out of him and there usually is a year two development leap for D tackles. Absolutely. So I'm going Javon Kinlaw. I think they think he has a higher upside. I might have heard a reporter here or there mention his name and I kinda went, that makes a lot of sense and it's been over like the last month or so. I, I think Javon Kinlaw at, at number seven, everybody. Number eight is where it gets gets a little uh well actually I don't think number eight gets a little creepy yet, uh or freaky yet. Number eight, I have Derek Brown. Um, Amazing defensive tackle. That is a team that, you know, Arizona, Arizona Cardinals, I was originally going to have them trade down. I backed off of it. I originally had Atlanta trading two second-round picks to move up to to get to eight so they could take C.J. Henderson. I backed off on it. Why? I don't buy the hype anymore that Atlanta's trading two second-round picks to get up into the top ten. I just don't buy it. We heard this before. And they're aggressive, but I don't think they're as aggressive with their first round pick as they will be with their second round pick. I think they'll trade up from there to get a guy who they really like. So for me, I went Derek Brown, best defensive lineman on the board. If you look at their interior their D line, it is crap. They've got a lot, you know, they have a lot of interesting pieces at O line, and they just seem to make it better with the O line. So I don't know. I,
1: this is where I went. Where, where'd you go, Steve? So I took uh, Jerry Judy with Arizona's first round pick. Um, Ooh,
0: refined route runner out of uh, Alabama. Correct. I've seen. Uh, you know, I heard Kyler Murray was uh, was begging them to take C.D. Lamb. Imagine having DeAndre Hopkins, C.D. Lamb, and Larry Fitzgerald.
1: Well, just put Jerry Judy in the mix. There you go. I mean, e- either one of them. I mean, you can you can say that maybe Arizona goes tackle here. That was my decision or my hard decision to make. Do they want to protect their second year quarterback and Kyler Murray? Um, give him a little bit more time to let Hopkins get down the field. Let's just give him another option.
0: Exactly. Just spread it out. Make them have to fight you, yeah. and you still have Christian Kirk as well.
1: And, and I. I and, and Andy
0: Isabella. They get so many receivers. They're not going to be able to keep all those guys on the roster. Yeah. So, but I just
1: I see Judy instead of you know overloading your wide receiver position. I just see you know Fitzgerald isn't Fitzgerald anymore. He's good. He's, He's not. probably on his last legs. He's probably his on his years. last. legs. last I just see that as you know. Let's replace him beforehand, and we'll take our top really number one pick, or four number one pick wide receivers at this point, and I guarantee you don't have four number one cornerbacks to cover them.
0: Exactly. I like that. I think it's a very – I like the idea. It might be the thing i do if I was running the Arizona, especially with their kind of spread offense, running four receivers. Uh, it's just not what I did. So, let's move down to Jacksonville for me. Uh, Miami for me because they, they moved back. We're at the ninth pick for Jacksonville. I went C.J. Henderson – I don't think it's actually going to be C.J. Henderson because, I, like I said before, Jacksonville can Jacksonville is one of the hardest teams to pick for, and you will think they're going one way, and they go another. But I think C.J. Henderson. A lot of people said C.J. Henderson is the second best corner in this draft. I can understand why. If you have a specific scheme you run, I think he he's perfect for. You know, if you really want a true lockdown, shutdown corner, he replaces what you lost in Jalen Ramsey and A.J. Boye. And I think they've got to build up that secondary. I think they either go corner or receiver. There's two teams, I think, that do that in this draft that have two first-round picks, and they're one of them. And they go corner here for me. Mm-hmm.
1: So I have Miami at number nine. Um, they're not taking their quarterback yet. Remember, they, now the, two, uh, the three big QBs are off the board. They have some time. They definitely have the picks. So, I have them going to protect that quarterback before they know who that is first. I have them going Tristan Wirfs. Um, I do like him a lot. I do like an agile tackle. Athletic,
0: played right and left tackle. Played for Iowa, so he's coming Iowa. from a good scheme. And it's
1: I, it's, a, it's
0: it, Very pro-level scheme. Exactly. For, uh, uh, teaches their guys the uh, right technique for uh, pro-level pass sets. You get a lot of good uh, tight ends and offensive linemen coming out of Iowa. I like the pick. I like uh, Tristan Wirfs. I I don't have him going here. I don't have him going next.
1: I just I just feel like if Miami's going to get hated by their fan base for making the trade out of five, they can't get hated for taking Wirfs at nine.
0: Exactly. No, it's a safe pick. It's a good pick. I like it. Um, for me, 10. We're now where my team is at, the Browns. And I think the Browns trade out. Uh, depending on how they feel about the tackle situation, if there's one good tackle left and they're at ten and they don't have a good deal on the table, I think they stay. They take that good tackle if there's one of the ones that they like that's there. But, 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 I think there's going to either be a drop for some of these tackles. Like we're all thinking, like, oh, these guys are all going to go in the top ten. Yeah. It's either going to be all they all go in the top ten, they all get clustered together, or you're going to have a situation where they all drop because teams that we have pegged for potentially needing them go you know what it's still a deep class and we can get something better we have a bigger need here right that's why like at one point I had a mock draft that did not have a single tackle go in the top 10 because they're, all these teams have a potential alternative choice where they can go so here I think they trade down they trade down with the Denver Broncos everybody two third round picks a third round pick this year a third round pick next year and the Denver Broncos take Henry Ruggs Okay.
1: They get their wide receiver that they desperately need.
0: Yes, to go ahead and uh, pair up with Cortland Sutton and give Drew Locke somebody to throw to.
1: Mm-hmm. I have the Browns picking here. I have them taking the tackle. I, I clustered my uh, offensive lineman to some degree. Worrying uh, about the run on tackle, I totally get it. I probably would have went a similar way as well. Yeah. So, Andrew Thomas, good addition. You can put him maybe at either side. I think he's...
0: he's if he's not the best tackle in this class, he's definitely the best left tackle in the class. Who's played pure left tackle, mm-hmm. and that's what the Browns need. They need a left tackle.
1: They picked up.
0: Uh, they picked up Conklin, who's primarily Conklin. played right tackle in the NFL. You kind of want to keep guys where they've been very good. I think he's the best left tackle in this class, Andrew Thomas, and he fits what they need to do. I, I totally, I, I agree with the pick entirely. This is I mean, actually if if I was not trading out if there wasn't a good deal on the table I probably would have done what you did.
1: And the Andrew Thomas like the the two first names just just fits like Cleveland Brown lineman. I don't know why. Oh it's yeah,
0: cuz they also had a Joe Thomas as well. <laughs> yeah, it's his cousin.
1: So there you go. Well, I don't I definitely don't <laughs> think so. <laughs> I Don't um, think so either. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, Georgia it Bulldog Andrew Thomas. And going back to back with the offensive linemen for you, aren't you? Yep, uh Jets you can say what you will about them taking a wide receiver. I feel like the only class deeper than tackle in this draft is wide receiver. Yes. And they need it. They need a
0: tackle. They do. Uh, horribly. And they get who one of the guys who I think is probably the best tackle in this class in your Correct. Draft. You
1: had him going early. I've seen a lot of stuff with him actually falling off now. Yes. So I think it's kind of that thing that they've actually wound up doing the last three years is wind up, you know, as far as Jamal Adams and uh, the defensive end that they just got. Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. They wind up the one of the best guys in his category, falling back a little bit. Yeah,
0: well, probably one of the best guys in his class for you know for the offensive lineman. Probably, I know a lot of people have him as the top offensive tackle. I watched his games, dude. He's fun. Go check out that offensive tackle episode. I talked about him a ton. I talked about Thomas a ton, and I talk about a lot of other guys who don't go in the first round a ton. And that's really when you want to check in on it. He's a great tackle. I know a great run blocker. Very good in pass protection.
1: And and that's what the Jets need. Baller. That's that's my big thing with baller the Jets. and a baller, is that you know you can you can grab a wide receiver here and give Darnold another weapon. I mean, you're really not giving him another weapon because we lost Robbie Anderson. He's not going to have that weapon. Listen, he has Le'Veon Bell to throw to and switch Shuma
0: to, to, to the left side half. Heyman f- compete, and you get Jedrick Wills to play on your right side. I totally agree. Darnold with has time now. For me, I went with oh, I went with Andrew Thomas. I went with the guy who uh, you went for the Browns. I. And I just said, you know what, I think Darnold needs a left tackle. There's a left tackle on the field right now. Put Fant and Adoga to fight it at a right tackle and then see where it goes. So I basically just swept it for you.
1: And I'd be fine with Andrew Thomas as well. Exactly. My, I think My was- number two, my one and two uh, tackles, even though I didn't have him picking that way in my mock draft, just because I don't think the team see him that way. I, think, I just think teams see the other guys better.
0: Totally fine. 12, the Raiders. Uh, and we both have him going receiver.
1: Receiver, but
0: different receivers. Different receivers. I go Jerry Judy. You go C.D. Lamb.
1: Yeah, and that's just the best receiver available on on each of our drafts.
0: I could have totally seen them going C.D. Lamb as well, but there's something in my head that tells me Mike Mayock, right? This guy who makes a big deal out of schools, prospects, and where they're coming from, school scouting, if you will. I think he's going to look at the, the name on the helmet, go Alabama. A bunch of good receivers come out of Alabama. What he does really well basically replaces what we lost in Amari Cooper. I think we're going to go with the guy who who basically is you know a, a version of Amari Cooper or Calvin Ridley, basically two really good receivers who come out of Alabama, have great route running skills, and have been pegged. You've already had Jerry Judy go off the board at this point, so you go yeah. C. D. Lamb. Totally understand that too. Uh, at fourteen, right? Yep. No, we're at thirteen now, right? 13. thirteen. You have. it was a San Francisco. We both have San Francisco. I go with C.D. Lamb to San Francisco. This is a guy they do not have. And I think they could utilize him all across the board. They like versatility. He could play X, uh, probably better at slot and Z. But, you know, again, he could be a true X for their team. He could be a true split end. Now, granted, a lot of questions about whether he can get off the line of scrimmage against press, but I don't know. I think he fits that really well. He's physical, man. Like I remember watching him. He runs a lot of DK Metcalf as far as like his ability. If I if I can project his ability to get off press from what I've seen, he's physical enough to do it. And he and not for nothing. He, there's enough stuff on tape where. He, yeah, he didn't go up against press very often, but you saw what he can do as far as his releases. And if you can't get him off the, the line of scrimmage at at a split end, you play him at flanker. You play him at slot. He's gonna bully guys. He's gonna be a big slot if he's playing slot. I know San Francisco doesn't really play have a lot of slot receivers, and that might be why you went at thirteen. Henry Ruggs the third. Henry Ruggs the third, everybody. Henry Ruggs the third for Steve picking for San Fran. I like it. Speed guy get a deep threat, and he's fun to watch too. Some guys actually do have him as the number one receiver, and he changes your entire team. He changes what the defense is doing to try to stop you. They are going to have to try to shut him down. they got to play to him. They can't cheat. So, totally get it. 14. 14. Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah. Not for you. Tampa
1: Bay. Uh, No, I have Tampa Bay trading back at this point for the rumored trade up of Atlanta uh i still have cj henderson on the board atlanta needs a cornerback they're that team um you have your top three wide receivers off the board and denver and the 15 spot which plays into this trade denver is going to take a wide receiver there's no wide receivers they're going to go to cornerback because they have the same needs as atlanta atlanta needs that quarterback cornerback so they're going to make a swap with tampa bay at this point jump up just two spots the
0: rare in-division trade, everybody.
1: Exactly. And although it's in-division, there's a perfect excuse for it. And that's because just in exchange, Atlanta's giving Tampa Bay a fourth-round pick. Well, Also, at this point, Tampa can kind
0: of see who the two teams behind you are Ex- going to go get. Exactly. So now you're getting an extra asset to replace the asset that they lost in the Gronkowski trade. There you go. So I, I-, I like that idea. I like that mentality. And then they probably still get the guy they were going to take at 14 anyway. I kept them at 14. And I have them taking... Isaiah Simmons. He's fallen, everybody. He's fallen, and I think he is going to fall. I think he's going to fall out of the top ten. He's fallen, but he's going to get up. I I can't see... This is the team that took Hassan Reddick in the first round. Not the same team, but the same coach and the same D coordinator that has had Hassan Reddick at one point. This is a guy who's going to be able to shut down tight ends. He's going to be able to blitz and get pressure. This is the Derwin James of this draft. He's going to fall and fall to a team in the teens, and they're going to get an elite safety-slash-linebacker yeah, he's going to be able to do everything they need. He could play free safety for them, and at that point, you just have this elite player that can do so much. And if, and I could see Todd Bowles utilizing him in a way to get what they need. I think Todd Bowles as a strict D coordinator is ten times better than he was as a head coach. Jamal Adams-esque. There you go. He's he, they get Jamal Adams for eight picks later than what the Jets drafted him for in their draft. So. Listen, that, I think that works perfectly. Yeah, I think it works, he fits what absolutely. they need. They might not get a tackle right here, but I think that you know, it's a deep enough draft where they might take a guy in the second round. They could trade up and take a guy absolutely. out of the second round into the first round. Or you sign a guy in free agency, there's still a few guys out there, and they've also been rumored as far as pitching ideas to maybe trade for Trent Williams of uh, the Washington team.
1: Yes. The Washington sunburns. The Washington sunburns. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what happens. Anyway, the other thing, too, is that— You <laughs> should just be a white guy with a ha- handprint across <laughs> his chest. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's,
0: it's still racist, <laughs> but uh, it's just a different, ra- uh, but it's it's the different race. race. But it's the race everybody's okay with you. <laughs> so it's fine. It's good. It's, I think that makes it amazing. It's a big white hand across his chest, and the rest is red.
1: Now, I don't know— You know, Tampa Bay, at this pick, they have, they have uh, Gronkowski now. You see O.J. Howard moving.
0: Well, that was one of the pitches. Apparently, they were interested in trading O.J. Howard for Trent Williams. I don't, I don't think uh, Washington took the bait on that, or there wasn't enough compensation in there for Washington to take the bait. I like O.J. Howard. I, I say keep both of them. Yeah, you're only point. adding to. I mean, how much longer you really have O.Gronk? He's probably going to be there for as
1: long as Tom Brady and, and is. Brady. And Brady, and that's my point. If and, anything,
0: you're going to trade somebody. Trade the other tight end.
1: Uh, I mean, that's my Brady having two. Because they tight have ends. three. Yeah, they have three. That's, that's right.
0: Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Anyway, um, while we're here, 15, right? This is the Broncos pick for you. It's technically where Cleveland, tra- Cleveland traded down to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you have them taking uh, a guy who's uh, who I took already.
1: Yeah, so I have them taking Kinlaw. They need uh, outside of wide receiver, outside of cornerback. Next thing, D tackle gives him
0: an opportunity for a little bit of pass rush. I and like it. They're getting a good, real good prospect here in Kinlaw. Yeah, get some pressure up the middle. You also have you know Von Miller there. You have Add Chubb coming back off of his ACL injury.
1: That's a lead right there. That Chubb. is a crazy Chubb, defensive line. And, and again, that's him. actually
0: a team that does not value corner very much. That's his scheme. He values zone corners a lot more. They tend to go later in the draft. That's why, actually, I don't hate this pick. I think that's a perfect pick. If they don't get a receiver, I think that's where they go. Me, this is where Cleveland traded down to. I have another trade. <laughs> yep, this is gonna this is gonna be crazy, everybody. I have Miami trading up to take Mackay Becton. They take a guy who's falling in this draft. They take a high upside tackle, everybody. They got the blind side for their for for their quarterback of the future. Whoever
1: that may be, because, I mean, for you, you have them taking... uh, For Herbert. Herbert. They don't have a quarterback for me yet.
0: So, now they have Makai Becton. They've tried to fill out the interior of that offensive line. And then they just got to fill out the right side. They have a guy there who they, they think can be Okay. You know they're they're trying to build up this offensive line. You can't just draft a guy and expect him to be good. You need offensive linemen. So here you get a guy with high upside. People love him. Uh, he's got great bend. He he might not play in a lot of true pass sets, but his his form is pretty good. It's but you didn't really get to see him play up against like true like there was a lot of screen. Louisville played a lot of screens. They played in a lot of. Uh, uh, a lot of screen game, uh, a lot of zone run, zone read, a lot of things that help out the tackle. He ended up on the ground a little bit, to, not to my liking. But dude, he he can get down, he can get low for a guy who's six six. Man, and he can be a mauler. So I like Makai Becton, but I think this is where he starts falling, and this is where. Yeah,
1: uh... Cle- Cleveland. Cleveland, Cleveland right. takes
0: him. So next is Christian. F-
1: uh, well, but, you have Cleveland trading to Miami. And Miami Cleveland trading. Sorry about that. Yes,
0: that's where uh, that's who Miami Cleve- takes. Cleveland's playing
1: the prices right. In your they're draft. they're
0: accumulating picks. Well, actually, you want to know what they got for that pick was a. Uh, Cleveland gets a third round pick. Everybody, they get the third round pick at the top of the uh, of the third round because they, you know they want to move up. They, you know they want. And they're
1: moving back to Miami's next pick. Is that what you have? Yes. yes Eighteen. Eighteen. Cool. No. Uh, Twenty-one. Twenty-two. Twenty-one.
0: Twenty-two. Twenty-one. 21, everybody. Blackjack, <laughs> if you will. So they move back. Uh, no, they traded 22 because the Eagles are going to trade up too. Okay. So there's more trades, <laughs> everybody. This Jeez, is it's <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a crazy trade draft. Um, we talked about 50 Swords 16 now, right? You have Tampa Bay on the board. Yep. And I have uh, Atlanta on the board still. I think it's all smoke and mirrors, everybody. I think Atlanta takes the guy who they want at 16. It's Christian Fulton, LSU corner. I think he's probably the third. Actually, in some rooms, he's probably the second-best corner in this draft. They don't need to trade up and get a, a, get a corner. They get their corner at, at pick 16.
1: Completely understandable. I had them trading up for the cornerback uh, just because I had Fulton a little bit lower. Don't know really why. I love LSU defensive backs. That's the only really way to go when you go defensive backs. Um, but I have, at this pick, I have Tampa Bay now on the clock. Tampa Bay has a quarterback by the name of Tom Brady. They have some good wide receivers. They have tight end. The only thing that they need is time. So I have Mackay Becton as the newest pass protector for Tom Brady. Nice. nice. Giving uh, giving that guy a reason to be there in Tampa Bay, knowing that he's going to have some time. He's a little bit slower than he used to be. He needs a little bit more time than he always got in New England. Tampa Bay. Well, they need
0: a right tackle. They got uh, Donovan uh, Smith is not – Currently signed, he's really, really old. So now they get to replace the right tackle, and now you've kind of completed your your offensive line rebuild. Really? Yeah, uh, seventeen. Oh, I, I I'd not do sixteen. I have sixteen as as Fulton. Seventeen now. Seventeen. It's D- it's Dallas, right? And we each have them taking a pass rusher. One of like the tier two guys that that's really tier two. Uh, I have them taking Kayla Chason Chase out of LSU, and you have them taking.
1: Get there, gross matos. YGM, everybody. <laughs>
0: YGM out of Penn State. Uh, Is he Greek? I, you would think, right? The Greek freak. Both of these guys have some very uh, – they're high upside def- uh, pass rushers. It's not a good defensive end draft. It's not a good pass rusher draft. It's a lot of guys you might see in the second and third rounds. These are the, the next two guys probably on my board if I was looking to get a pass rusher. And, uh, again, that's kind of what Dallas does. They kind of – they'll take guys who might be second-round pass rushers and take them in the first round. Ergo, Taco Charlton. Yep. And now he – was he still on Miami? I have no clue. They traded him for, like, nothing. Um. 18. We are now at 18. This is, uh, for me, another trade. The Eagles trade up and take Jalen Rager, TCU. And they take a – they give the Browns a fifth this year and a third next year.
1: So Browns turn their...
0: They get three third-round picks, basically. Three third-round two, picks. Two this year, one next year, and a fifth rounder this year as well. They've, okay. they've turned this whole draft into a, a... Two-thirds for next year, two-thirds for this year, basically. Okay. And uh, the Eagles take Jalen Rager. Dude, he is a fun guy to watch. Um, Very fast, good run after catch. I I think he's going to be... He's the he's the thing that they need, right? He's the he's the player that listen. We already have the Alshon Jeffery, and we have the Alshon Jeffrey replacement. We have Deshaun Jackson, but if Deshaun Jackson's not there, do we have a guy who can get downfield? Is going to scare offenses. Is going to scare defenses, and who can just go up and get the ball, right? He might be a little shorter than you'd expect, but he has a good. He is good at getting up. He is good at getting vertical. So you have 18.
1: I have 18, and and Miami finally gets their quarterback. Jordan Love, Utah State.
0: Nice. Athletic. Powerhouse of an arm. Um, took a step back this year, but I think he's a, a high-quality player.
1: And Miami, don't forget, they still have Fitzpatrick, I believe. Yes, and Josh Rosen. And they still have Josh Rosen. So if he's not ready, they have plenty of room to, uh, to let the quarterback sit, learn, wait. The reason I have them taking quarterback right here is because of the 19th pick. Oakland is also rumored to be quarterback spying. Maybe mm-hmm. pick one up in the draft so they take one before Oakland and make the easy, make the decision easier actually for Oakland in the next pick. Huh. Well, for me, I 15 have 15 trades. <laughs> <laughs> Almost.
0: For me, I have uh Oakland being uh AJ Terrell. Again, I I I said before Oakland likes those uh those high upside guys who can they they like they, they like guys coming out of big schools where's AJ Terrell coming out of Clemson right played solid played really up played really good against uh, uh, Chase in the LSU game last year that guy was dogging everybody he played pretty damn well against them he got beat a couple of times going up at the catch point but he stayed in in phase every moment of the game so uh the guy who actually could hold up against Jamar Chase a little bit and looked like he started out really well, have him go into the Raiders. They get to fill out their their back end to 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 pair up on the other side.
1: Okay. And I have the Raiders at nineteen taking Shesion. Caleb Yeah, I like it. Um outside linebacker, another good school. LSU. I, I think that fits the profile. Um and you know, I just see that happen. Awesome.
0: Uh, We are now down to 20. Uh, Jacksonville, we both have
1: Jacksonville's picks. Well, no.
0: Oh, no, you don't.
1: Well, I don't because... You have a trade-up, everybody. I I had a trade-up because, remember, Miami was in this spot because they traded the 5th for the ninth and the 20th, so they had Jacksonville's 20th pick, and I have them trading back again. Um, And let me just see my notes real quick. So they're going to get a call... Uh, basically, there's a need for a defensive end in Seattle, so I think Pete Carroll picks up the phone, and he and he calls Miami, says, "Listen, you just picked, let us pick." Um, <laughs> Miami's like, "Sure, we need, we want more picks, that's fine." Um, uh, Seattle, like I said, needs a defensive end. They lost uh, to Davion Clowney mm-hmm. in the off-season. Um, the next real big and. Defensive end left on the board for a long time Until we're relevant again in the category A.J. Epenson, M- Epinesa Ep- Ep- Epinata uh, Epinesa um, Coming out of Iowa And I, I, I like, I it. like I it, I think they
0: can utilize him uh, He's a good technique guy Not a real high uh, Not a real high upside guy uh, I I definitely like him as a player He's kind of in this like weird tier Of pass rushers, D.N.s might, might fit as a a three four D end in in some schemes, um, I have them taking Giertos Garosmatos,
1: Jacksonville. Jacksonville,
0: yeah. Oh, that's twenty. I still, yeah. I didn't have I didn't have Seattle taking them. I had Seattle staying where they were st- picking. And I have them taking YGM, Yertos Grosmatos. We're at twenty one, everybody, mm-hmm. and uh, it's guess what for me? This is where Cleveland finally gets to pick a player. Whoa! And uh, I have Tristan Wirfs falling all the way at twenty one.
1: Well, I mean, if I can get Wirfs at twenty one one two I mean that would be Here's the pick the thing. I'm making. A lot of
0: teams look at worse as a guard. That's fine. So if you look at him You're as saying a guard twenty
1: teams look at him as a guard though.
0: <laughs> I'm saying twenty teams who might not have him rated as their best player. Yeah. That happens all the time. I see Cleveland going, you know what, we're gonna play the game of gamble, 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 die. They didn't die this time. They could have died, but if they, if he wasn't here, they would probably take a Josh Jones or Ezra Cleveland.
1: Yeah. Austin Jackson maybe. Austin. Awesome. No? I know. Not like, on not, your board. Not, not on my board. All right. <laughs> not nearly on my board. Um, uh, I have Philadelphia now at this pick at twenty-one, staying where they are, um, and taking a wide receiver. Justin Jefferson. Justin LSU. Jefferson from LSU. Um, you had them taking. Uh, I had them
0: trading up to get Jalen Rager. Jalen
1: Rager. I still have Rager on the board. I I like Justin Jefferson better. I think he's a better. I don't know, must I say of like Victor Cruz. Good route runner, played
0: like flanker and slot, probably better in the slot, really hasn't had a lot of experience at flanker, really hasn't played well on the outside. But what he does do well is he does go up and get the ball. Correct. He is like what you were hoping Nelson Aguilar would be, and I think that's I, – I get the pick. I've seen it happen a few times. I personally am not as huge as of a fan of uh, Justin Jefferson – But I have liked a lot of his games. I've seen, you know, earlier in the season he was utilized a lot more, and he can go up and get the ball. I like him.
1: Like another other LSU wide receiver. Jamar Chase. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh. (laughs) Anyway,
0: uh, 22, Minnesota Vikings. I have them taken Josh Jones.
1: And I made a mistake. Offensive tackle (laughs) out of Houston. (laughs) So I meant Josh Jones, but I couldn't find him on my board. (laughs) So you took I have Austin Jackson just confusing the two of them, so let's put Josh Jones in there for me as well as Minnesota. Josh Boston. Jones is
0: a powerful, athletic tackle. I yes. love him. I think that he is the he's the guy that people think Ezra Cleveland is. I think it's all smoke I don't think Ezra Cleveland goes super high. I like Josh Jones. I dig it. Um, very good, getting on the move. And this is one of those guys that Minnesota has been kind of linked to as well. Guess what? That's not all. Minnesota trades up to twenty three, gives a fourth and a fifth to the Patriots, and selects Jeff
1: Gladney. Okay. Adds,
0: adds to their cornerback room, and you're not worrying as much about it for right now.
1: Okay. Um, 23, I have the Patriots sticking there. I have them taking Kenneth Murray, an outside linebacker. I believe they lost an outside linebacker during the offseason mm-hmm. uh, to the Miami, right? The Miami took uh,
0: Patriots, yes. They, uh, they, Kyle Van Noy, they lost. Kyle Van Noy. So,
1: they don't really have that many needs that they're, other than quarterback, that they're... Um, trying to fill at 23 instead of trading back which a lot of people have them doing um i see them taking that outside linebacker and kenneth murray from oklahoma does it really matter your skill level when you're being drafted by the patriots because you might come out a whole different player because every they, single they find a way to it. utilize yeah i get it so, i totally get kenneth
0: murray i'm going in a little bit don't worry um, 24 I have Patrick Queen going to the Saints Just fills out that defense Now that defense has every piece they need yeah, And absolutely. they still have uh, They still have Drew Brees They still have Michael Thomas I think they go receiver uh, they'll, they'll trade up from the, the third round To the second round to get a receiver They'll trade a future pick for that But for right now They're sticking with building up the defense And building up around Drew Brees I have them taking uh, Patrick Queen and who do you have, 24? I got
1: Trayvon Diggs out oh, of Alabama.
0: Corner, Oh, no, he's not. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, corner yeah. out of Alabama.
1: Yeah. I think it's a sure pick. Alabama, cornerback. It's where they need help is on the defensive side. They have plenty of offensive attack weapons. I dig it. I dig it.
0: We dig 25. it. 25. Uh, this is where the Ravens trade up. A fourth-round pick to the Patriots to get Kenneth Murray.
1: Okay. So there you go. Yes, they uh,
0: they look they're looking for a replacement for C.J. Mosley, a guy who could util, be utilized in their uh, blitzing defense. They still have Judon there, but I think he he gets to become the replacement that they've needed.
1: Minnesota, they got rid of someone. They Minnesota, got rid of Diggs. They got rid of Diggs, not they Trayvon Diggs, his uh, his cousin Stefan Diggs, Baylor so, receiver. So I got them taking Denzel Mims, wide receiver out of Baylor. Fill the void. They don't need a slot wide receiver. Mims is not a slot wide receiver. They got feeling for that. Mims and Thielen. I like that idea. Uh
0: Mims is going soon on my draft too. Yeah. Uh twenty six, we got C uh, it's the Dolphins again. You get we both have them taking Caesar
1: Ruiz. We, Boom. We were separated. Well we still we both had Josh Jones. I just did not put Josh right. Jones there. And we had Cesar Ruiz. It's crazy when you match up with someone late picks. Yep. twenty seven, right? Yeah. I have a trade up. Green Bay Packers send a fourth and a
0: future fifth to get Denzel Mims, and they send that to the Seattle Seahawks.
1: Well, yeah. So I have Miami from the trade back uh, with Seattle at 27, and they pick up a safety, Xavier McKinney, Alabama.
0: It. He's going to go soon for me. In fact, he goes into the next pick. Xavier McKinney goes to the Patriots, uh, becomes the the heir apparent to uh, McCordy and they, they find ways of utilizing those guys perfectly uh where we at we're at 29 i have 28 the Titan- 28 28 28 yep oh that was patriots yeah for me that was 28 was the patriots 28 for you is
1: patrick queen baltimore ravens that is dangerous. same idea same idea just yep. different
0: players i get it got it we're good 29 uh, titans right you got the titans i have the titans Taking A.J. Epinesa replacing Jarrell Casey, get a little bit more pass rush on that defense, help build out that defensive line. They got Howard Landry. uh, They also signed Vic Beasley. Who knows what he's going to be when he grows up. And then uh, then who'd you take?
1: I have them replacing Conklin.
0: Conklin with Ezra Cleveland.
1: Ezra Cleveland. Um, I do like this guy. I have him, obviously, sixth on my board as far as the tackles. He's going to be the last tackle taken in the first round. I do believe it's not as much as they can get a tackle later on. I just think that there's really – you had them going, you know, on defense. I just think that offense – they want to improve that offense. Yes, yeah. and, and that's dangerous. Give them a first-round pick.
0: I have tackle. Seattle trading out, everybody. And this is the last tackle that was on my board. It's Isaiah Wilson. Traded up to Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay gives away a second rounder next year to trade up their second round this year. And and they have no risk, no risk it, no biscuit. That's what the Bruce Arian's saying is. They go right for their tackle to to shore up the offensive line to protect Tom Brady.
1: I have Green Bay still at thirty with the pick, and they take a guy that I'm in love with. KJ Hamler could be the fastest wide receiver in the draft. Um out of Penn State. Bay, obviously, excuse me. Obviously, fast guy, wide receiver, run him out of the
0: slot, get some real separation. I dig it. Good speed guy, not where I would have taken him, but I totally get it. Uh, this is where we're getting to 31. Yes, Colts. I have the Colts trade up to San Fran and get Jordan Love, get the fifth year option on him. And now you've closed out, we're down to where are you at now? Oh, you have a trade up too.
1: Yeah, we have a same idea. Team doesn't have a first round pick, trading back into the first round, Buffalo. Um, I have Buffalo coming in. Christian Foles, like huge cornerback. That's still on my board. Still on their board. Uh, the biggest thing right here. A- what LSU we're saying. LSU back end. That's what it is. And, Straight white. And the and and the idea is San Francisco doesn't have a second. They don't have a third. They don't have a fourth. So they trade back. They get a second, a third, a fourth next year, as well as a sixth this year. Perfect. And 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 that's a lot for for the thirty-first pick. Yep. So Christian Fulton, quarterback at L- Last LSU. Last pick,
0: Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. I have him taking LaVisca Chenault. Okay. Receiver. They have to replace uh, Sammy Watkins next year. They got to replace uh, Demarcus Robinson. Perfect guy to, to replace both those guys. This guy's athletic, fast, strong, and he runs like a running back. Funny you say that. Who'd you take?
1: I took a running back, DeAndre Swift, finally gets off the board. You have a running back first round. Um, so I, I would not be
0: shocked it, if it ends up that it's,
1: way. Yeah, no, and, and like I said, it came down to the last pick for me. But I just see them taking DeAndre Swift. Gives them just another option at running back because mm-hmm. it's not like um, who they had there.
0: No, I get you. Uh, Damian Williams Damian and didn't prove himself. Andrew Washington. They,
1: they, they definitely proved themselves. I just themselves. think there's so
0: much depth at running back in this class that I think that teams are going to see that and hang still to the second round. But anyway, you guys, thanks for tuning in. Tune in draft night. Tune in Friday for day two of the pa- draft. And uh, we will see you then. Follow the podcast at DraftVice on Twitter, at DraftVice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at Brojo Punch. It's B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch, yum. And uh, you can follow
1: Steve. Pums one four two on Instagram. Tomorrow we're live. Way to go. Fuck it, let's do it live. When I woke up this morning I was feeling pretty dangerous I'm about the the people